You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul reminds us that the way we speak and the way that Scripture works are not the same thing, and the Bible is trickier than we think. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. And then he called the name of the well, Isaac, from the root that means to contend, to quarrel. Those who know Arabic know that the corresponding ashak means to hold tight someone, and we use it in Arabic to speak about loving the other very much and so on. It's just a connotation of the meaning is that hugging squeeze or squeezing hug and so on, you know. So it has the name that they were entangled. And they dug another one and they quarreled over there. And he called its name Sitna with the same root as Satan, the prosecutor, as we hear it in the book of Job, the one who vies against you. Notice the importance earlier of Reeb to debate in a court of law. And the name is Sitna. But the people, you know, say Isaac and Sitna. That's all they know. They don't hear the connotation that it is reflecting. Okay, so you have Satan, Sitna. And he moves from there. And over that, they did not quarrel, so they gave his name Rehobot. And that is very important, that word from Rahab, to be open and welcoming. Those who know Arabic, you greet the people coming to visit you, Marhaba. You greet them with open arms. Okay. So you accept someone in your area. That is the Rahab, Rahab, not just wide open like the Midwest. And then you control the Midwest as in this new series of Costner, you know. He works against the Indians and the others to own the land for himself and his family. It's ridiculous. That's not the idea. Notice, for now the Lord has made room. Hirhib, it's the Hif'il from Rahab. In other words, it is God that made it wide open. Not, it was wide open. And only then we shall be fruitful from the root peri fruits in the land. It's amazing that this phraseology of verses 20, 21, and 22. 
But notice, it is in the same land where they quarreled twice and then they settled. And only then Beersheba is introduced, which is the well of the oath. Or you could say the seven, but from the remainder of the text, that an oath of peace was taken to an around a well. Okay, Beersheba, very important to the name. And the Lord appeared to him the second night, I'm the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, I'm with you, for my servant Abraham's sake. It's a repeat, in other words, of what was said at the beginning. So the taking care of Isaac in a special way, it's due to the commitment God made to Abraham, just to go back to the question of Richard about Abraham, in which sense you could see he overshadows everybody. You know, the father is not part of the family the way the rest are part of the family. He's the head, the originator. And you have it here. And then, here, the author to take a dig at you and to remind you that no one is perfect, including the apparently perfect Isaac, because he built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. But he still pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. So even when you do this, to build you have to remember, this is, uh, you will hear it again in the case of David, that suddenly he got excited and he wanted well. He said, no. God told him, no, my friend, I handled myself in a, in a tent for 40 years. Okay. So to make my comment here against building, it's not like now. I'm in my apartment and we're talking together. No one is talking against that. The issue is not to make it as a reference. And it becomes a reference when it becomes yours. Notice how the people say, our church. You remember how I used to make fun of my students when they used to say, our class. Your name is not in the catalog in reference to Old Testament 101. There is only my name. And this would fit that ultimately, you know, you don't need the building. Like, if you're preparing in your backyard and so on, and the forecast tells you it may rain, you make ready your basement, or you bring a tent to cover the people and so on, it's fine. But the idea is that these are not 
abiding structures in your mind and from this perspective. And the only way for me to explain it is to go and have the people listen to the text where God is asking Isaac to live in the apartment of his neighbor as though it is his apartment. And now you have the settling in Gerar. Notice Abimelech went him from Gerar. And then with two interesting names. One is Mere'ehu, his advisor, his top man. And his name is Ahuzat, from the same root as possession, and thus he's powerful. It's like Joseph with Pharaoh. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the master of the house, or he behaves. He is appointed as master of the house. And the other one is very powerful, the commander, Sar of the army. His name is Fi Kol. I said it in my book. Okay. Everything is in his mouth, or his mouth is everything. He is fully commanding. Now, you could pass on that in English and so on. It's not a... But for the original hearer, it is a big deal. You have Abimelech, Ahuzat, and Fikol. A trinity of power and possession and kingly stature. And Isaac is facing that. And yet, at this point, they say in 28 that we see plainly that the Lord is with you and let there be an oath, a law, between you and us and let us make a covenant berit with you, covenant of peace. You hear about it in other places in the prophets. And then the end of verse 29, they addressed him as the blessed of the Lord. Very interesting. They recognize that he is in this position. Okay, that's which verse? Let me see it in Hebrew. 29, Baruch Yahweh. The Baruch of Yahweh. Very powerful expression. It's the passive participle of Barak or Berek. Very interesting. The blessed of the Lord. The blessed one of the Lord. And he made a feast, Mishte, and they ate a drink. Let me, my comment, obviously, you heard it several times, but it's good to repeat. Remember, the festivity uses the verb shata, which is to drink, to express it. 
And this is something very difficult to explain it to the Western world where you can go to a bar and order just a beer. Well, if you've been in the Middle East, usually when you order a drink, they offer with it some nuts or food and so on. Because to drink a la glue, 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 glue doesn't exist. The drink would be like wine or champagne. It makes it a festivity. So, otherwise, and I remember a student wanted to understand it that way, that when the prophets were asking the people, were criticizing the Mishtay, he, he understood it as an orgy of drinking. No, it is not so. It's sitting at a place to eat where we have the drink. You remember how here you say, well, at this occasion, let's open a bottle of wine. And in households where people drink wine on a daily basis, you say, well, at this occasion, let's open a bottle of champagne. Or this very old single malt. You know, I mean, uh, that's what the word means, mishti. I mean, it's feast, but I want also to explain to my hearers the meaning of the original. In the morning, they woke up and then they departed from him in peace. Very important. It's the opposite of the story before where they were quarreling. Okay, so the covenant, you can combine covenant and peace and you will see that it's a berit shalom. The same day Asher came and told him about the well which he had said to him, we have found water. He called it Sheba in English, but it's Sheba. It's from the same root of Sheba, Nishba, to promise to take an oath. That is why the name of the city is Beersheba. You see, you heard Beersheba before, and then a few verses later, you have the clue to the name. You don't have to wait a lot, but you waited and then it is solved. Then Esau takes as a wife, very interestingly, Yehudit, Judith. But if you know Hebrew, Yehudit means Jewess, the Judahite woman, which is representative of Judah. Now, until now, it's not a big deal. But it becomes a big deal when you get to the story of Judah, the kingdom of Judah. But for the time being, which means that Esau is still connected with Jacob through his son Judah and then through the kingdom of David and so on. And she is the daughter of Be'eri, which means my well. And guess what? The Hittite. Now, in English, what's the big deal? There was Be'eri, the Hittite, who had a daughter called Judith. It doesn't make sense in Hebrew. 
He is linking again, as I told you at the beginning of chapter 25, the nations with Judah. In Hebrew, you hear it only in Hebrew, that the Hittites called his daughter Jewess. This is powerful. And then the second part stresses this in another way. And Basemat, which is the balsam tree, which is the daughter of Elon, which means at the same time either ram or large tree, which is an oak or a pillar, the Hittite. Even if you miss the first names, you remember that he married a Hittite. Now, the last verse is tricky. They made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. They are bad people because they are Hittites. I don't think so. I think that the author, the way he's going to criticize Rebekah, how she and Jacob misused Isaac when he couldn't see. You see, remember, the whole thing in the Bible, to remember that two individuals, scriptural individuals, are perfect. The servant of Isaiah 53 and Jesus Although Jesus in the New Testament is a little bit tricky because in Gethsemane he almost fell in the trap of trying to change the plan of God. So the Bible is trickier than it. The real perfect one is that person described in Isaiah 53 where in Verse 10 we hear, and the will, the good will of God was to bruise him. And he accepted that. Jesus is presented ultimately like that, but after a little bit of vacillation, tergiversation, just to remind the reader that it is not that simple to say, well, I believed and I'm saved, I obeyed God. The Orthodox doesn't say that. I believed and I come every Sunday to church and I'm fine. That's not how scripture works. The Hittite, until now, you are hit with the fact, you heard it before, that Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah in the field of Ephraim the Hittite. And this is preparing the tension that we will hear about in chapter 27.
Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.